Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clip and Roll. As always, I'm your host, Justin Russo. Joining me yet again is Tomara Zarley of Clutch Points. Tomara, we have no time for introductions. You know why? Do you know why? Do I know why? Uh, let me take time and say, no, I don't know why. What are you going to tell me? Because it's March Madness. And when there's March Madness happening, you can't take time to introduce anybody. This man said March Madness on March 20, whatever. Two days left in the month. <laughs> March Madness starts now. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's maddening. It's mad. There's full of madness. There's only four teams left in the NCAA tournament. I know you're such a big proponent of college basketball. Who you got? I'm be honest with you. I have no idea who's still left. I know you don't have any idea because you don't follow college basketball whatsoever. I'm gonna guess. Um, is UCLA's out? UNC? Oh, Duke, 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 Duke's still in. I got Duke just for Coach K. I got Duke. I you was got, gonna have St. Peter's. I was going to have St. Peter's, but they got wiped off the floor by UNC, so I'm going to say Duke. Do you know this is the first time North Carolina and Duke have ever played in the history of the NCAA tournament? What? Yep. Really? The hell? Yeah, it's very. It, it's hard, though, because like usually you don't play teams in your own conference just based on odds and shit like that. Jeez. Well, uh, I mean, I got Duke. I mean, I'm, all, I'm rooting for Coach K. Um also, that Caleb Love guy from UNC is a fucking monster because he dropped 27 in the second half to kill UCLA. Uh, that was an incredible performance. I just want to say that was that was a, one of the most incredible performances I've seen uh, in college basketball. Uh, granted, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, so take that with a grain of salt. That was probably the only <laughs> game you've seen of college basketball all year. And this man just no, said, no, 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 no. I've, I've, I've seen this watched year. the tournament. I, I watched St. Peter's beat Kentucky. I, I, I've been watching some games here, here and there. I watched UCLA in their first couple rounds. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, even at the Clipper game, when UCLA was playing, uh, U, uh, was it UNC? I think it was yeah, UNC. Yeah. Um, I watched that game. So some yeah, this man ducked out, ducked out before halftime to watch the end of the game. <laughs> but, I mean, but, I'm not here, but I'm not here to slander you for that. So it is what it is. Well, I guess big news is, you know, kind of the theme of the last couple of days for the Clippers. Before we get into what is the biggest news, let's cover something real quick. Semi Ojale got waived this past weekend. Um, as a byproduct of that, the thing that you and I've talked about for a long time, Amir Coffey was uh, guaranteed a contract. His, his two-way contract was converted to a full guaranteed deal for the rest of the season, meaning Amir Coffey is now eligible for postseason and play-in games. As a byproduct of Amir Coffey being converted, Xavier Moon was given a two-way deal. So Reggie Jackson's super amazing vibe guys back. By the way, I re- I realized this the other day while while driving to the practice facility. Super amazing vibe guy is S A V G. Can I just call him Savage, or is that like a step too far? Closes laptop, closes everything, leaves leaves podcast. We're done here. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, that's not your worst one. I will say that. So I will. You can call him Savage. You want to call Xavier Moon Savage? I I'm kind of curious what my worst one was then. Also, is it Xavier Moon or Xavier Moon? That's. I think it's Xavier. 
I don't know because the, Ty called him X at practice, but he also said Xavier or something like that when he when he first embraced him. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I have no I have no clue. In any case, though, yeah, good nickname for him. Uh, gl- glad to have. Uh, I'm sure the Clippers are glad to have Xavier Moon, aka Savage, aka Vibes Man, back on the team. Uh, honestly, a, a guy who's you know I haven't been paying attention too much to the G League, but I have seen that he's he's done some. Played pretty well for them. Um, obviously, they run the same system, so it's, it's been good to have uh, him, you know, learn and develop there. Uh, and now he's up with the big leagues. I mean, we talked to him today, and he said, uh, you know, how, I asked him, how do you not get satisfied? How do you keep going from this? And he's um, he's all about just, you know, making a roster spot next year, just being off that two-way and, and being on a, you know, a, a full uh, sort of like a regular season roster as opposed to just a two-way deal. So, um, I mean, he is 27 years old, uh, so it is a little older, but um he's got that experience uh he's played overseas a bit he's got he's got college experience the the overseas and the g league experience so um a guy that you you probably could rely on um if you need to for point guard minutes i would say um but you know curious to see how it develops in in any case though in any case though like good for him uh really really happy to see uh a amir converted and b uh xavier get his uh contract a two-way contract picked up I, I asked him uh, to the side today. I, I, I said, you won a couple MVPs in Canada, right? He goes, one or two. And then he looks at me, he goes, I won three regular season MVPs and two finals MVPs. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Way to flex. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. This year in the G League, 20 games with Argo Caliente. Averaged 19 points, seven assists, nearly five rebounds. Shot 46% from the field, 38% from three, 86% from the free throw line. In fact, he played on Sunday for Agua Caliente in a loss against the South Bay Lakers. He had 21 points, eight assists, seven rebounds. Hilariously, the South Bay Lakers point guard that night. You ready? Darren Collison. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Then. So the big re- the big well, the big part of this is um because they converted Amir and they did this Saturday. There was 15 days left in the season when they did that. Because there's 15 days left in the season, it allows them to, when they converted uh, Xavier to a two-way deal, it allows him, because of the 15 days on the roster, to then become a restricted free agent to be brought back on another two-way deal this offseason, if they so choose. So there was a way to, it was a good way for them uh, to, to do that, this way that they at least keep their options open. And... You know, as we've talked about all year, man, they're gonna have to keep, uh, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to keep Amir. So, I, like that, that's the big thing, and they're doing that. And they were always gonna do it. You know, we, like you said, we talked to Ty today. Ty said he knew for a while that they would convert Amir. He knew for a quote, I knew for a long stretch, is what he said. Um, one last note about Shemi. Um, I don't have anything but positive things to say about Shemi. He was a nice guy. He always worked hard. He was nice to us. He would always be down to talk to us. And Ty, uh, to his credit, gets asked about Amir and Xavier today. And the first thing that Ty did was immediately talk about Shemi. You know, he said, right. quote, the mm-hmm. job he did when he came here and just being a true veteran and playing in the stay ready games and doing whatever we asked of him. He said that uh, it was his first time really being around them and that he's a great guy and you hate to lose a guy like that. So, you know, sh- everyone seemed to like Shemi. So, that's good. Everyone likes Shemi more than they like Chris Rock at the Oscars. So oh. it's, it's, it's a low bar, but but we cleared it. You know, 
So <laughs> there's that. Um, My guy came ready with the hits. Uh, not as much as Will Smith. I mean, I don't know if he came ready, but he, he well, clearly he came ready. Um, I don't know if he, yeah. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Uh, That's right. To quote Amir Coffee. <laughs> or or just um, add water to hatred, Patrick Patterson did, or something like that. Did we ever did we ever get to talk to Shemi Ojale in a post in a in a podium fashion? I don't think we did. I thought we did when he after they acquired him. I don't know. I, I I mean I've heard nothing but good things about him. I just I can't recall having like I record all mine on videos, so I go through my videos all the time to see what I can delete and I don't remember maybe I was not there for that practice. I don't know what it was, but you might not uh, have been there for for that, actually. I really do not recall talking to this guy. Um, I but yeah, by all accounts, though, everyone said he was he was a, a you know a very professional guy. Ty, like Justin said, Ty. Um, I don't know why I spoke about you in the third person. What the? Uh, like 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 you said, Ty kind of went out of his way before he addressed Amir and Xavier to say, um, you know, look, we want to thank. Uh, him for his his you know commitment and professionalism over the last couple of weeks and uh, so that was really great to see. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, someone was not gonna get the best end of this. Unfortunately, it was Shemi, and um, he looked fine with the Clippers, but this paves the way for Amir to get this deal. Amir has full bird. The Clippers will have full bird rights on Amir in the off season. He's a restricted free agent. So they can literally offer him anything. Um, I think he's going to end up staying with the team just because of the time and effort they've put into him and because of how good he's looked with the team and the role he's had as for X. Well, we'll see, let, let me, but can I just, let me just, so, did you not find it weird at all today during the press conference where uh, Ty was asked about it and said, Amir didn't know, but I've known for a long time we were going to convert Amir. Yeah, it was a little strange. I was like, wait, did you guys just didn't tell this guy? <laughs> like, you knew you were going to keep him and you just didn't tell him? Like, I don't think they work? could tell him. I, I don't think they could tell him. <laughs> My guy's over here like R. Kelly playing for his fucking life. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we knew. No, we knew we were going to keep him. I mean, listen, it, it certainly got him to play incredible, so... I mean, are we going to see that post-contract drop-off? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, God, no, but yeah, definitely, uh, Amir has been, that contract is well-deserved for him, uh, especially when, in that stretch in January, when, when PG went down and, uh, they had that, that eight game, I think it was an eight game road trip. Um, Amir was fantastic in the, in that stretch without PG early, uh, when guys were dealing with COVID, when Luke Kennard was out, uh, when I think Zoo was out as well, like uh, Amir was, was fantastic, played literally any position and any, you know, defended anyone that Ty asked him to. So, um, well-deserved, well-deserved. I'm, 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 I remember when, when he came into summer league, and I remember they picked him up, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy looks like a like a nice little lanky forward," you know. Like you could see that he had the, the, the kind of um, downhill pressure that he could bring to a game. You could see the shooting, but he was kind of skinny. And like over the years, I was, I was like, I've watched him and seen him. Like he's he's slowly matured. He's, he's gotten a better build for his body, where he's able to take contact, finish through contact. Um, so I, it's really just been awesome to see him develop over the last couple of years. I really remember watching him in Vegas and, uh, you could see he had some kind of potential, but you didn't know, especially with the Clippers, with, with the team they had. Uh, I think he was part of the, I think he was with that, uh, he made the, he made the team that year SGA was drafted. I believe it was. So, um, no. was it a year after this was his third year with the Clippers. So 
I don't three remember, years I, I, I remember watching PG. Okay, yeah. So so then I remember watching him summer league, yeah. And uh you didn't know whether he was gonna get a lot of minutes because of um because of the nature of this team. They're they're a championship caliber team with Kawhi and PG healthy. So um glad to see it. Hundred percent glad to see it. Um and you know, let's hope he's I hope he's able to continue on helping this team and you know, you know, prove his worth in the NBA and hopefully get a nice little deal in the offseason. So the big news of today, you wrote about it. Um, it was the talk of practice and we talking about practice. Yes, we are. Um, Paul George over the weekend participated in it. Well, th- Thursday participated in his first practice five on five. The Clippers played Friday. Obviously he didn't play Friday. They were off Saturday, Sunday. He comes into the facility on his own volition or of his own volition and practices five on five with a bunch of other people. Monday, the Clippers hold practice. He plays five on five, full contact. Apparently he's doing well and you write about it, but you have some news. So I'm going to let you share it. Oh, wow. You set the stage incredibly. Um, no, Paul George, like, like you said, participated in, in five on five uh, scrimmaging on, on Monday. Um, he is uh, he's listed as questionable. The Clippers recently released the injury report. Listed as questionable, uh, but the belief and the hope is that he will play. Uh, he will undergo some, you know, pregame, um, you know, just evaluations uh, with whether it's a shoot around and, and in the hours leading up to the game, he'll be kind of tested and, and they'll see how he feels tomorrow. But uh, there is a good chance that he returns against the Jazz. Um, and then obviously they have a back-to-back in Chicago and Milwaukee. Uh, if PG is able to return against the Jazz, he will only play in one of those two games uh, against the Bulls and the Bucks, since it is a back-to-back set. Um, so yeah, PG PG's uh, PG's return is very very near, uh, likely as near as Tuesday against the Jazz. And um, I mean, look, if he's able to return Tuesday against the Jazz, uh, like Ty Lue said, that's it's a major emotional boost for this team. Uh, which has appeared to kind of run out of gas the last couple of games, um, facing some tough opponents. Uh, yes, but but they still have not been playing, you know, their kind of brand of basketball. So uh, if PG's able to return tomorrow, which I believe he will, uh, that'll be that'll be huge. That'll be monumental. Yeah, I mean, you kind of glo- you said it, but you kind of glossed over it. He the injury report just got dropped like ten minutes ago, and he was listed as questionable. It's the first time he's been listed as questionable or anything other than out since December 24th or something. Right. Cause he was listed. Yeah. He had the 22nd for, was his last game. Uh, right. And then the 25th, and it gets April. announced or so just Christmas. So Christmas, yeah. it gets announced. He's out indefinitely. So it's kind of crazy yeah. when you think about it. like, he's missed three months. It doesn't, it almost feels like way longer because of how, um, because of how just long everything has been. But, uh, yeah, um, PG PG's PG's pretty much back, and uh, you know the, the the clips the Clippers social team has kind of been leaking. Is you know he's looked good there. Um, you know Ty said that he's been able to practice multiple times, scrimmage with contact, and not you know come out feeling good, not feeling any pain. So um, that's that's the good part because if you remember last time he missed six games resting it, uh, he came back, played two games, one against the Spurs at home, I believe, in the road game against the. Uh, the Kings two days later um, you know we didn't talk to him after the Kings game and then all of a sudden boom he's out for 
indefinitely, actually. So um, I guess, I guess the, the Clippers have been very, very cautious, very careful with him. Uh, they've been evaluating him constantly over the last couple months. And, uh, you know, we've, we've suddenly, we've slow, we've slowly been able to see, I mean, you and I, especially you, cause you, you've been there practice as well. Like the transition from like left-handed shooting to right-handed shooting to more activity while shooting, they're running, running into a shot coming off screens. Um, you know, during the game against the Sixers the other night, he was going through a full, I want to say it was like a 25 to maybe 30 minute shooting workout. Uh, it was pretty, pretty extensive. So, um, yeah, seems, seems PG is close if, if not tomorrow, but I, I believe it is tomorrow. He's missed the last 43 games. If he plays Tuesday, he'll have missed the last 43 games. In those 43 games, the Clippers were 19 and 24, which, yes, that's five games under 500. But also, considering you're playing without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and you factor in being without Norman Powell during that stretch, too, uh, or at least for like the back half of that stretch, um, only being five games under 500, I don't know. I kind of think you take that, right? Uh, but 100%. I mean, we've talked about it, you know, not, you know, both, both on the pod and off the pod. Like, um, this team is respectfully, like with respect to some of the guys on the team, this team has kind of been playing over its head for, for, for some time, uh, in the sense that they haven't been the most talented team, um, every night. Um, and I would say that they've simply outworked and continued to fight uh, to, and scrap and to find wins, and they've been able to do that. Uh, but you kind of, you know, over the last couple of games, you kind of, you kind of see just, just the, 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 the tank is running a little bit on E. Um, guys look gas. Guys look tired. Ty's talked about trying to rest guys uh, because they've had to play so many minutes, and um, they've had, they've had, they have a lot of rest days here and there. So, um, yeah, I, I forgot the point I was trying to make, but. Yeah, this this team basically. Oh, yeah, the record without PG. Yeah, they've definitely been been playing a bit over their heads, but um, they've done a fantastic job holding holding ground until uh, holding it down until uh, PG is able to return. Hopefully, PG returns soon, maybe tomorrow. Hopefully, Norm's on the way. Um, can we? I mean, we haven't been able to get a Kawhi update, but uh, I don't know. Could could be something there as well. So, um, yeah, this this team is, is is played really well, and I think PG's return is coming at a pretty much 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 needed time i would say well that's putting it mildly right much needed because there's only seven games <sighs> left in the season <laughs> and look whether whether or not we want to admit it and yes the clippers haven't had much to play for in the last like week or so two weeks they there's they've still lost five in a row it's the worst skid they've had all season they're 36 and 39 they're four games up in the lost column of new orleans they're four games up in the lost column of the Lakers, and they're five games up in the lost column of the Spurs. The reason I mention those three teams is because those three teams are fighting it out for the nine and ten spots. Pelicans, Lakers, Spurs, those three teams. In terms of magic numbers, like what are the numbers the Clippers need in order to get in? The first magic number is three. They need any combination of three wins from themselves and three losses by either the Lakers or the Spurs to guarantee no worse than ninth. They also need, they also have a magic number of four with the Pelicans, meaning they need four wins, four Pelicans losses, or a combination of the two. So any combination of four in regards to the Pelicans will get the Clippers the eight seed. That's the bare bones math of everything. The Clippers and Pelicans play next Sunday, or I guess this coming Sunday, April 3rd in LA. 
Um, that's going to be a fairly important game depending on how things shake up. But for the Clippers, their ne- their final seven games are Utah Tuesday night at Chicago Thursday at Milwaukee Friday. And then they finish at home for four straight games versus New Orleans on Sunday versus Phoenix next Wednesday versus Sacramento next Saturday and versus Oklahoma city next Sunday. That's the end of the season. If you're listening to this and I'm dropping this Monday night, if you're listening to this Monday night, when it drops, essentially the Clippers are playing seven games in 14 days or technically 13 starting on Tuesday. Um, that's nothing crazy. In fact, that's actually probably good because this way they're almost playing every other day in a lot of capacity. And that's when they seem to be at their best because brother, they have not been that good on some on full rest at this point. So maybe they just need the every other day approach. The reason I'm bringing yeah. up, I mean, the reason I'm bringing up the schedule is because by getting Paul George back now, he's going to play in at least in probably no more than five of these games. If we if we assume he's playing Tuesday against Utah, he's going to play either Thursday or Friday against Milwaukee. I mean, you wrote about it and said that he's only going to play in one of those games, which makes complete sense. He would play the New Orleans game, the Phoenix game, and then either Sacramento or Oklahoma City, not both. So five of the seven games he would play. We can, don't can know I, when Norm – go ahead. Can I just add that – those five games that he will play, if he doesn't play the Chicago game and plays the Milwaukee game, every one of those five games will be on at least 48 hours of rest. Wow, look at you. Except for the Pelicans game, because the Pelicans, they come back home. But besides that, four of those five games will be on 45, 48 hours of rest. So, I mean, here's the thing. like If he does, if he plays against Chicago but doesn't play against Milwaukee, then the Pelicans game is on 48, 48 hours of rest, but the Chicago game isn't. So... Either way here, he's going to get about four. I believe four of these games are going to be on 48 hours of rest. So um, pretty much a good time to bring him back, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're in the part of the schedule in which they're able to get rest for everybody. So, yeah. look, you, yeah. you can't fault it. Um, I don't know how the Clippers do in these seven games because whether we want to admit it or not, like bringing PG back, well, obviously awesome. I'm not going to sit here and dispel the, the notion that bringing PG back is a, is a good thing. Like that's obviously a good thing. Um, but there is going to be some, I guess, like stumbling, I guess for lack of a better, like there's going to be an adjustment period because they have to get used Mm -hmm. to playing with him again. It's been three months. This isn't like, Oh, he was gone for two weeks. Like, no, it's three months. You're a different team. Now you have to get used to him again. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. No, there's no, I think that's why you like him coming back this early i mean i know it's not that early but um you you are able to get some games in where you can maybe tinker a little bit with lineups play with different lineups see who works well with who um and just allow him you know four or five games to actually get his conditioning in because that's that's also something we haven't really talked about pg's um you know i'm sure he's tried to keep his conditioning up but as we as we know there's nothing nothing you can compare it like to game to, to being in game shape and actually running around in game so um, having these four or five games will help him help, help the team. Uh, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully you can, you can find something that you can kind of catch a Minnesota or a Denver off guard in the playing game, uh, whenever that happens. Um, but you, you certainly, you certainly do like to see that they have about four or five games here to kind of work things out. Um, I, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, Part of me thinks it's enough time, and the other part of me is just like, well, it's it's also not because 
some of these guys played all season trying to earn their stripes and, you know, they developed a chemistry with one another. And it's kind of like just, just obviously you want PG back. Don't get me wrong, but you're kind of just throwing him into the fire and be like, all right, now figure it out with every, all these guys who have already found a rhythm together. You know what I mean? And I feel right. like sometimes that's not as easy as it might seem. Like, I think they'll figure it out. These guys are all high, high character, you know, high IQ guys. You can figure it out, but I don't think it, it's always seamless. So I could see some, you know, some some issues here and there as guys learn how to play with with, with PG again. I mean, Rob, Robert Covington and Norman Powell never played with PG. So, like, when Roka and PG step on the floor, it's their first time playing together. Like, that's going to take some time to adjust to. I mean, you're yeah, you're actually not wrong. And in fact, I think it's Xavier Moon's first time playing alongside him, too. That's insane. And Xavier's on the team for over a month. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone just, someone just, I'm sorry, someone just said PG got injured in return before Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> Oh man, I actually feel kind of bad for Kendrick. Not that man. I do. I don't know what is going on with his knee. That's so it's worst wild, bone man. bruise of all time. Is his leg attached? I kind of need to know. Um. By the way, looking at the injury report, I just realized if PG plays on Tuesday against Utah, right? They'll be down to four players on an injury report, and I would love. I'd have to go back and look through this. I would love to know the last time they only had four players on an injury report, like four or like fewer than five players. The last time they didn't have that. The last time they had fewer than five players on an injury report. It had to be the start of the season because that was just Preston and Kawhi. I want to say. Um, well, I mean, probably, yeah, but like joined. Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's been a while. It's... <laughs> Oh no! It's probably been. Let's see. I I might actually be able to find this. Believe it or not. Um, I don't know. It it doesn't matter right now. But basically, at the end of the day, uh, Paul George is right around the corner of coming back, and that's great news. Now I don't know how far Norm is from returning. If if ever, I don't know. No one knows what's up with the Kawhi stuff. We'll know that when. Chris Haynes reports it probably during the game against Utah. So look, man, and I don't say that as a slight to Chris Haynes. Okay. Like this, it's pretty bad that I have to go to Chris Haynes for reports sometimes. So yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. It is, but Hey, we, you and I both got to talk, talk to Norm. Well, yeah, we both got to kind of got to talk to Norm today uh, outside the facility for a second. And, you know, we got to kind of understand what his angle was on that tweet. So that was interesting, but, um, and Norm said he's doing well. He's feeling good. He's walking comfortably, it looks like. Uh, still doing some some light shooting, I believe. I don't think, you know, Tyus Lou said he's not taking any contact or playing in any, um, you know, two-on-two, three-on-three kind of action yet. So he, he's still getting there. But, uh, I mean, the understanding is he's not he's not too far away. So, um, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he returns by the end of the season. Uh, but, again, still a long way to go for some of these guys. Uh, I'm going to share what Norm said about Tomer when Norm saw Tomer. And for those who don't know the backstory, Norm quoted Tomer's tweet of Chris Haynes' reporting about uh, PG, Kawhi, and Norm. And Norm disagreed with the sources in the tweet. So Tomer thought that Norm hated him. And uh, we found out today that, in fact, Norm does hate him. Norm looked right at Tomer and says, I know who you are get the hell away from me. And I was like, whoa, 
what just happened? <laughs> and, and Norm looked at me and said, but you're cool. And I was like, I know I'm cool, man. Like, I don't, I don't step on toes here. You know, I'm not like Tomer. Uh, you mean like Maxi Kleba? Like Max, yes. Well, I mean that was unfortunate, but it is. You said I don't step on toes. I mean, he stepped on a toe. Yeah, and then I called you Toe Mare. Did you not oh, make the connection? Honey. No, I did not. I did not. I did. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about Maxi right away. Um, I mean, yeah. I just I, I went up to Norman. I was like, hey, you you know that that, that wasn't me, right? And he like he was like, yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't going at you. I was just going at the report. You know, no one, no one actually talked to me. Yada yada. Like I wasn't pissed at you, so I was like, "Okay, so we're best friends now. Let's go get lunch." And we we went to eat lunch together. So, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, the first part, part of that least. did. The first yeah. part did. The lunch part did not. <laughs> um, so let's look at this week, okay? Utah Tuesday, Chicago, Milwaukee back to back Thursday, Friday. Uh, I'm not going to count the New Orleans game yet. Um, those three games. Assume PG plays for two of them. And I'm assuming he's going to go Utah, Chicago. That's my assumption. I don't know if you have a different assumption. Uh, about what? The PG playing in Chicago and Milwaukee? Yeah, like which do, he's only going to play in one of them. So, like, do you think he plays Chicago? Or do you think he plays Milwaukee? Uh, I would guess. Um, so I'm trying to see if the uh, if the Bulls or the Bucks are on back to backs with, with that with their schedule. I don't the, believe they the are. The Bucks are on a three and four. They're on, Bucks are on a back to back in a three and four. So I could definitely see Milwaukee uh, playing as Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee is always a tough team, though. So, um, I mean, you would think Chicago is the, is the game he plays against. Um, Milwaukee is playing Thursday at Brooklyn and then Friday at home versus the Clippers. So you would think that you know the nationally televised Brooklyn game and the non nationally televised LA game. Uh, you know, if they're going to rest guys, which I don't think they are because they're they're fighting for a one seed, um, could probably see them resting against the, the Clippers, I would say. Uh, but I think for the Clippers themselves, I think PG plays against Chicago because that feels like the more winnable game right now. That team has kind of been very up and down. So um, I think he plays against Chicago and rests against Milwaukee. I would agree with you. Um, look, I don't know what the Clippers do in terms of win and losses this, wins and losses this week, but... Um... They're slow. I, I use this term. I'm going to emphasize it slowly, slowly. They are slowly getting guys back. It's not been a race to get guys back. It's they're the, they're the tortoise in this race rather than the hare. So, you know, it is what it is, but we'll see at least PG's on the verge of coming back and is going to come back. So, Hey, at least we got that good news for the day, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. We got, I mean, this is progress. This is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for some updates on guys and, Looks like guys are uh, starting to get guys back. So the team, the team is starting to get guys back. So that's uh, that's necessary. So we'll take it. All right, you got to get going. You have a prior commitment this evening. Tomer's gonna go. Is this, is this your first ever hockey game? No, this is my one, two, two second second hockey game. This is my tooth hockey game. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to think if I had three, and I was like two. Th- nope, second hockey game. All right. I thought I was going to go, go enjoy to the third, it, my man. Thank go you. Enjoy. LA Kings versus Seattle Kraken, I believe. Oh, that's the new team. Yeah, so I get to see this new team and tell everyone how terrible they are because I think they're like 20 and 49, something like that. 20 and 39, correct? 39, 39, they're, forgive me. They're the worst team in the NHL, which is not a shocker. Or, excuse me, second worst team in the NHL. The Arizona Ooh. Coyotes are, you know, somehow So we're going to watch a guaranteed dub, huh? Is that, is that what you're saying? I mean, probably. 
36, 22, and 9 for the Kings. I'll take that. All right, let's go get a dub. I'm, I'm going to be rocking yeah, Kings Nation my, today. My Ducks are on a nine-game losing streak because they sold off. My Ducks. My Ducks. I've never heard you yeah. say my Ducks in my life. I'm a Ducks fan, bro. I'm sorry. It is what it is. <sighs> this is the game that you play. All right, Angels, brother. Ducks. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Appreciate right, tell you the people you on. love Thank them you. and you'll talk to them later. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, uh, for one. You gassed me up a little too much today, but I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, you guys all uh, stay safe. Uh, wear your seatbelts. Wear your masks. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. By the way, I was really nice to you on this podcast in the last couple of days. What all you've been doing on No, 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 that's not true. That's been crapping on true. me. I've been trolling you is all I've been doing. Because no, you said my Photoshop here's work the thing. is terrible. Let me tell you something. You're telling jokes like you're Chris Rock. You're about to get slapped like him too, buddy. Okay? Did you feel good about that one? I do. We're out of here. I will let you talk to you guys in a few days. Yeah, that's right. It was a good job. Thank you. So everybody take it easy. We'll talk to you later.